Hello, everybody. This is uh, Posing the Matrix. Uh, this is Dave, and uh, you got Brian on the other end. See that handsome guy over there? That's Brian. Hi, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Brian. So, yeah, so we're back with another Posing the Matrix. Um, uh, Brian, uh, just to let you know, I've been looking at all different ways that we could we can get on, and, and I the only other way to do it where we could have an active audience and, and video like this uh-huh. where everybody can participate is YouTube. And the only fear that I have about YouTube is that we'll get halfway through a show. There'll be something that YouTube doesn't like, and they're going to say goodbye, um, not only for that evening show, but also for, um, you know, everything else that we have on YouTube. Right. And um, so I think for, our, for right now, until we can find something viable that is halfway decent, um and others could join in. Uh, this, we're stuck with this for right now, but that's okay. Uh, I can't think of a better person to be stuck with online. So, um, Thanks, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, before we got on, uh, you were talking about. Well, that's weird. Everybody, look at my glasses. They're they're like mirrors. I'm I'm really not here. I really don't need my glasses for this show, I don't think, until I start I, reading. Yeah. Well, when I read, I will. Um, but anyway, um, Brian, you were telling me that uh, something I didn't know, <laughs> uh, in that um, they declassified some files. So why don't you kind of enlighten us? Maybe I think this this will be a, a springing point uh, or a diving board that we can dive off of into our other subject. Yeah, I found the article online, and it comes from the U.S. Sun is the name of the reporting agency. And it says, I'll just read the, the headlines here, stunning admission, Pentagon admits it has been testing wreckage from UFO crashes and findings may change our lives forever, experts uh-huh. say. And it's, it's in the U.S. Sun, go online, just Google that, and there's an article there. And... Some of the things, it's a lot to read. No, it's not a lot, but I, we don't have a lot of time for this. But um, trying to find here, I'll just go off. Uh, well, first of all, one of the things they said that this wreckage, as far as they can tell, I think they've had it for a long time. If you read it, it actually says it might have came from Area 50, uh, the Roswell site, the, the crash in, was it the 19th? 50s. 1947. Mm-hmm. 1947, excuse Dave. Sorry. Yeah. And we see some of this material might have came from that crash site. But as uh, far as I can tell, the technology is far beyond us. They have craft that can actually be invisible. They have some kind of device, just kind of like in Star Wars, the cloaking device, that makes their crafts invisible to plain sight. They also have the technology to slow down the speed of light. I have no idea what entails into that and why you'd want to do that. Huh. But it probably has a lot to do with their propulsion system in their in their crafts that they have. Uh, I mean, you've seen on the videos and stuff how, how from a dead stop, they're gone within a few seconds uh, right. in the sky. So maybe that has to do with something about that. And the other thing I talked to Dave about is the material that they found at the crash site, you can bend it and and fold it or crush it in any way you want, 
And as soon as you let go of it and you set it down, it goes back to its original form like it was never damaged. And uh, the article actually goes into that, saying that the military is trying to uh, use it uh, for different projects, this type of metal right, that can take its original form. Be, like you can shoot it with a gun, put a hole in it, and you set it down, the hole disappears. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just uh, technology. And it was, it was shocking to, he- to read this, but it's not surprising, like I mentioned to you earlier, Dave, because we've known that these crafts have been out there for decades, if not at least 100 years. There's probably been sightings. So right. not surprising that this is happening, but it's still a little bit shocking to realize that, wow, they have this technology. And I uh, used to work civil service for the government in the 80s. And I met a guy there, his name, and he told me everything you see on the shelf, and this was in the mid-1980s, electronically, is 50 years behind what the government has, at least, in technology. So, and so it doesn't surprise me if they have alien wreckage and parts and the, uh, you know, what's it, um, reverse engineering and I'm, I'm, they must have amazing crafts. I think a lot of the UFOs that we see, like these triangle crafts, I think are military, some of them. I think right. some are obviously uh, not extraterrestrial, but we've talked about this in other shows. Uh, Nephilim, fallen angels, uh, mm-hmm. using technology, you know, things like that. So, but, um, and it, it to me, it this actually ties into what the virus is in the, 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 what we're going to talk about tonight, Dave, because if they have this kind of technology, they can easily, easily take a, a vaccine and put things in this vaccine that, that maybe the human eye can't even see or we can detect and change our DNA and to change us or even our behavior. We're going to go into that tonight. And uh, we mentioned before the show about pre-flood, before the flood of Noah. Um, uh-huh. uh, maybe some of the folks out there haven't heard our other broadcasts about this, but there was technology before the flood, as, as you and I know, Dave. Uh, high, right. high tech, very high tech flood, uh, stuff. I mean, I, I believe they had aircraft. They had uh, some type of vehicle like a car. They had batteries. We know they had batteries. We've, they found many, many batteries in, uh, in digs all over the world, uh, old batteries. And so a tablet, things like that that we had oh, on yeah. the show. So um, this whole technology of uh, biotech, uh, nanobites, nanobots, um, this um, – this, like what we used to think when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he was going to put a chip on us. And, and, he, and you've already seen the what's called the RFD chip, you know, uh-huh. the little, it looks like a, a, like a grain of rice. I think that's outdated. I think that was given to us to know about, to throw us off track of what they're really doing sure. with technology. I think that might have been something they had for a long time, but it's actually obsolete to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think the this COVID thing, let me back up. I'm all over the board now because I have so much stuff on my mind to talk about. But when the government wants to do something, they know that the people probably won't agree with or don't want. They create a situation 
to make you want the very thing you would normally say no to. And right. for example, 9-11. Before 9-11, remember Dave used to be able to walk right up to the terminal and get right on the plane. Mm-hmm. And and we, we never would have thought we'd have to take our shoes off and our belt off and you can't bring like toiletries on the plane, anything smaller than a certain few ounces. And now that's just normal. But before right. uh, 2001, we would have, no way, you're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to fight that. But they brought 9-11. I think 9-11 was an inside job and sure. uh, inside of our government. Why would they do that to our people? So they can pass laws, so they can change the narrative, so they can bring in their technology. The bottom line, all this has to do with control. They want to mm-hmm. control the population. And if they went in and said, you're going to do this and you're going to do that to a free society like the United States, there would have been a huge pushback. Right. And instead, they bring 9-11 and they bring these laws in under the guise, we're here to protect you. Trust mm-hmm. us. You know, uh, Bush and and um, one Bush one and Bush two, uh, both of them, and, and Obama and Clinton. They're they're all the same. They're all wo- a right. world one world order guys. All of them. And mm-hmm. and so now it's been twenty years. Almost, yeah, twenty years to this year. And what do they do? They bring a virus in. And I, I've been looking up the viruses because we were going to talk about this, Dave, and like the chicken pox. Well, like the chicken pox, the virus, the vaccine, from what I can see on the Internet, came out in 1990. And mm-hmm. if, just bear with me for a minute here because I'm leading to something. Okay. In 1990, that's when it was introduced for chicken pox. Mm-hmm. And up to that point, 4 million people would get chicken pox a year in the United States. 10,000 to 13,000 of them would be hospitalized. 100, just 100 to 150 would die from it. Right. But yet they brought, but they brought a vaccine in and made it mandatory for children to get that vaccine in 1990. And now everybody gets that vaccine. Now I'm not, I don't want to go in pros and cons. Well, you know, the disease and makes you, some people can die from it. I get that. But 150 died a year. And they were hell-bent, excuse the language, on getting that vaccine out to everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, they pushed it through as fast as they could for their time. It took them, it took right. them years. And now we just accept it. Oh, yeah, my, your child has to have a, uh, a vaccines before they go to school. Mm-hmm. Well, only 150 in the whole nation of 330 million. This is, say, 300 million back then. I looked it up on a calculator. It was like 0.001. I mean, it was like three or four zeros. I mean, it was like nothing. It was like, it was almost unnumerable to even mention it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, any death is a bad death, but they force it on everybody. They force it on all the school children and the parents. And that's when the big, uh, that's when that time of our country's history was when there started to begin a big pushback against vaccines for kids with families. That's mm-hmm. what started happening. And, you know, the hippies had it right. <laughs> the hippies started this push before anybody else did. It's yeah. hard to say that, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but I hate to say it, but a lot they had a lot of things right when it came to the stuff, you know, the natural stuff. And uh, they were right. And now more, obviously, more people are involved. But it took years and years and years to develop that vaccine. I mean, like decades. Right. Um, 
and there's still um uh, what is the one that hits africa a lot um ebola ebola uh, they still don't have a vaccine for that right and it's still and that that disease is still around and it breaks mean, out here and there you mean a and, vaccine that we know about yeah yeah that we know about that would stop it you know mm-hmm. so this whole thing that they're going to produce a vaccine in six to eight months and it's going to stop the COVID virus. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's not right. logical. I'm, I'm not a, a doctor. Obviously I'm not a scientist, but I think if you talk to anybody who's in this and who does this for a living, who knows his science knows that that's, that can't be right. And so mm-hmm. um, if, if they do make a vaccine that fast, which they did, how good is it? Matter of fact, I, I looked, I have a video here on my phone that I looked at a couple of days ago online about the vaccine and uh, Moderna is the company, right? Right. They made that vaccine in 42 days. Uh-huh. I thought it was from March is when they started. Remember the big push in March by Trump. We're going to get right. on a vaccine. We're going to have one within a year. Well, they made this vaccine in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So I think they already had the vaccine. Right. Matter of fact, I think China had the vaccine. And I think China did this on purpose, and I don't think China was the only one involved in this. I think some of our politicians here were involved with China to do this. Why mm-hmm. would they do this? Many reasons. One, to take power back from Trump, to use it against him. Two, to make right. us to them, to, to bring in these ridiculous lockdown orders that are just ridiculous. There's no sense. Uh, to bring in the one world order government. I know somebody out there is thinking, oh, this guy is, is crazy. He's conspiracy. You know, if you would have maybe 10 years ago, but not now, not now. It's obvious what these governors are doing, what these countries are doing, what's happening around the world with the lockdowns. And you can walk on the dry sand. No, you can't walk on the dry sand, but you can walk on the wet sand of the beach. I mean, mm-hmm. it's insane. So, but the vaccines are being used like 9-11 was used. The va- coronavirus is the, nec- is the new 9-11 that the government mm-hmm. used to manipulate us. And um, one of the things is that, uh, let me see here, in this vaccine, as you see the little coronavirus, they show the little picture, Dave, you know, the little ball with the little spikes. Those right. little spikes, you probably know this, are protein spikes. Mm-hmm. And that's they take those protein spikes, and that's what they get the virus from is those spikes, is what I've read. Right. Mm-hmm. And they take the protein from those spikes, which is the virus, and they inject that into your body. Now, it doesn't create the little ball with the spikes, but it creates those spikes, those protein spikes. And then your body sees that. It's a foreign object. It comes and it starts to build antibodies to fight it. Okay, so... Right. But the problem is this mRNA, uh, if you use my notes here, a messenger rhombolica acid. I think that's how you pronounce it. That's what that means. And it basically is they're actually using, they're changing your DNA. Right. They're changing your, that's the best. I'm just a lay person here. Sorry, I couldn't find the words, folks. But they're using this mRNA, which is part of your DNA. I, I found out today by listening to stuff and researching, there's three areas of DNA. And this is for simple purposes. This DNA 
This mRNA is the messenger DNA for all the DNAs in your body. And it tells the other DNAs what to do and how mm -hmm. to do it. And right. this is the one they put in your body. So this is the DNA that actually controls your body and tells your body what to do when it's sick. And mm -hmm. now you've taken the vaccine or you've done anything else like that, which we'll get into later about the video. Um, it now is artificially being done for you mm -hmm. by little microbots that they put in your body that tell the body what to do and how to do it. And it's the first time in human history this has ever been done, this type of vaccine. All other vaccines were created by, they take part of the virus and make that virus and stick it into you like a flu virus. And then your body builds antibodies. This changes your DNA to actually do that for you. Right. So that's the difference. And it's never been done before until this year, ever. And let's see here. Um, yeah, it makes your body so it makes its own vaccine. That's what, the, that's what this does. It makes your body make a vaccine. But the problem is it doesn't just change your, your – it doesn't just affect the proteins of the coronavirus. It affects everything. Matter of fact, inside this, this stuff that they're putting in you, um, they have um, – they can track you. They can, they know, they, once you get this done – you know, maybe I'm getting too far ahead because we have a lot to talk about tonight, Dave. No, go keep going. It's okay. Um, but in the video that I saw is that once they put this in you, they can track you wherever you go. They're microchipping you. Mm -hmm. The vaccine is microchipping you. And actually, when you go to get the test for coronavirus to see if you have it and they swab your nose, they're actually injecting you with the virus and the vaccine. Mm-hmm. On the end, on the on the end of that Q-tip is those microbots, and they're actually putting it in you. And and I always wondered this too. In the video, it mentioned it makes sense. Why didn't they just swab your mouth? Because there's saliva. And remember, this is supposed to be airborne. If you can't cough on somebody or sneeze, that's why we wear a mask. But yet mm -hmm. they go in your nose, and they go all the way back to the very back of your nose, up to the back, way back there. And there's a little bone back there that separates your nasal cavity from your brain. And that's where they put the vaccine is right on that spot. Mm -hmm. And so as they do that, and now it absorbs into your brain and um, it starts changing you. But you don't realize you're changed. You might get sick. You might have anaphylactic shock, some people. But um, it starts working. And it's, it's not just the virus. They're, they're, it's not just a vaccine. They're putting a tracking device in you. They're putting something in you that they can monitor your, your heart, your rate. They're using it for, um, they can tell when you're upset. They can tell when you're nervous, when you're uptight. They can, they, they, they have all this and it all goes to an I, it all goes to a cloud. It all mm -hmm. goes iCloud, basically. All this information from this vaccine or the nasal swab. If you've gotten the nasal swab tonight, you've gotten the vaccine. Mm -hmm. and, and it's it's a lie. And we're we're like lemons going off the cliff, doing what the government tells us to do. Don't do it. Research this for yourself. Don't just trust what I'm saying or Dave saying. Research it for yourself. Uh, a lot of the main sites don't have anything about this. And if you look at the news sites, they're giving the articles. It's like Newsweek, uh, USA 
today. It's it's like you got to those are all mainstream papers and they're not going to say anything negative about this virus or this vaccine. So you right. have to dig really deep on the Internet and uh, you can find it. It's there. But this this vaccine is it's it's horrible. It's genocide. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things they talked about, and I didn't hear just on the tape, but I read it, that it messes with your immune system. It, right. It, it messes with your autoimmune system. Basically, they're giving you AIDS. Now, you may not have any problems right now, let's say. Let's just say five years, ten years from now, you might have a rash of Americans coming down with all types of cancers and leukemia. Right. Because their immune systems right now, especially if you're young, your immune system is really strong. And so this may not affect you right away. But for older people like myself and sorry, Dave, but Dave, um, yeah, it, it could uh, it, we could see if we did this, it, we might be able to see the effects of it shortly. Mm-hmm. And so um, in short, in saying all this, America, be careful what you put in your bodies, research it. Don't trust a doctor or anybody unless you have the facts for yourself and you know before you're going in that you know all the facts about whatever you're going to do. You know, right. um, doctors have this power over us when we tell, they tell us to do something, take this pill, like blood pressure pills that say, um, and that's fine. I People do that. But you got to read the side effects. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the side effects are worse than the cure. And you and, need a pill for the side effect. <laughs> Yeah, and the and the side effect of COVID is eventually death, and it's control, and they they they, they could, and I think and what I saw tonight is that this is going to be used to control you so much that you won't be able to buy or sell food or buy or sell or or buy food or anything without this vaccine mm-hmm. because. Um, they have it where, like I said, they can track you with it. These little robots, or uh, what do they call them? Um, nanobots. Nanobots. They go mm-hmm. off of your whole. They get in your brain, and your brain is electrical. And so they can, they. In most they start, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, through the apps and through the technology, the government can literally almost read your mind with these things. They can tell by your emotions or where this or if you're moving, you're going to go hide up in the mountains somewhere. They'll be able to track you. You don't even, they don't, you can throw your, your cell phone in the river. It doesn't make any difference. They'll be able to track you. Now you are the device. You're right. actually the device. You're not, you're, you're still a human, but your DNA has been changed from what God originally made it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and, and God lives in your soul. The Holy Spirit, if you're a believer, lives inside you. Uh, that can't change, but your body, your physical body can, mm-hmm. and and so the government, what they're do, what these what these pharmaceutical companies are doing is just it's horrible. It's all right. about it's all about depopulation. It's all about this, and I think uh, the UFO thing, uh, like today that I mentioned, all the UFO technology and all this stuff, I think is all tied together. I think some of the stuff they're coming right. out with. The technology that they've gathered over the last 50 years. I don't think a lot of this stuff we could have done on our own this fast. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the technology we got with the nanobots, I think that's uh, probably came from UFOs or some mm-hmm. of it, at least the concept of it. So, um, as in the days of Noah, shall be in the days right before the Lord comes, 
That's that. That's right now, folks. That's that's right now. And right. I mean, it's just I I never thought I would live to see this. I I thought that once the rapture happened, all have to break loose on the earth. But it's breaking loose right now, and um, and we need to be strong in the Lord. I, I was going to read a, a verse, if it's okay, Dave. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, hold on, folks. I got to look this up. I have it on my phone here. Okay, here's that. Um, Second Corinthians four verses six sixteen through eighteen. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. The things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. There's one more verse at the very bottom here. Um, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So in 1 Corinthians, he doesn't want us to be afraid. He doesn't want us to lose heart. When you lose heart, you lose hope. You give up. Right. You know? And there's so much this year and last year with the coronavirus. Uh, people have lost jobs. They lost businesses, lost their lives. Families have split up. Addiction is off, out the chart, off the charts. But as a believer, if you know the Lord tonight in your heart, he doesn't want you to lose your hope. Because even though the, the outward man, this body we live in, is perishing, we have a heavenly home that God has made for us. This this is not all. There's more. This is just the beginning for us. This this short lifespan on this planet is just the first very small step for us. And right. he's reminding us in First Corinthians that yeah, there's viruses and all this stuff's attacking us. And this, I want to give us hope tonight that the Lord is in control. He owns mm-hmm. this planet. Not 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 the, not these not these leaders. You know, Psalms very, very uh, uh, specific about the Lord sits in heaven and he mocks and he laughs and he says the earth is his footstool. And he says the oceans, he can measure the ocean in the palm of his hand mm-hmm. and that men are like dust to him, mankind. But for us as believers, we're his bride, we're his people and we're the apple of his eye. He is for us, not against us. You know, and so in these verses, I, I take out not to be afraid that put your hope in heaven, put your hope in your salvation, that you know the Lord in your heart and that you take one day at a time, because that's what Jesus said in Matthew, one day at a time. And you do right. it one day at a time for the Lord and it'll ease the pain a little bit. You, we don't don't worry about tomorrow. It's not here. He said yesterday is gone. Right now is the day. And so we talked about um, uh, in uh, Jeremiah 3, you know, just call on the Lord. He will rescue you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to give you a future and give you a hope. And when you search for me as you search for treasure, I will be found by you. So 
that's our hope. Our hope isn't in if Trump gets back in office. Our hope isn't if another Republican gets in there in four years. Our hope should be that God is for us, that the Lord is for us, that we're not going to hell. If you know Jesus in your heart, you're not destined for hell. You're destined for heaven, whether you feel it or not. If you've done that, that's where you're going. You can't mm-hmm. stop. You bought the ticket, and it's, it's, you, it's yours. Whether you want to go or not, you're going. You're kicking and screaming, or you're going to go happy. You're going. Right. And right. so I give this tonight because it's been heavy on my heart. There's so much bad stuff going on. Uh, the vaccinations and the political atmosphere and all this woke stuff. But um, the Lord is in control. He's not worried about anything. He's not worried about Biden. He's not worried about the economy. The only thing I think he worries about is how much he can bless us. I think mm-hmm. I don't think he'll worry, but I think that's what he, the, the father, is how can I bless them? And we think in our heart, how can he bless me? I was bad today. I sinned today. I did that today. And God's saying, I don't see your sin anymore. I threw mm-hmm. it away. What do you mean? My my son's blood wasn't enough? You know, so we need to see ourselves as the Father sees us, as saints of the Most High God, or not sinners anymore, even though you may sin. God doesn't see you that way. Romans talks about that. Mm-hmm. And that with all this turmoil going on, and all this stuff, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. More than conquerors. And it says, Amen. I don't remember the exact place, but it is a verse that says, soon Satan will be crushed under your feet. We're going to see the day that Satan is subdued by the angels and crushed and thrown into the lake of fire. We're going to see that. Mm-hmm. So listening to this today or watching this, and you're just beside yourself, don't give up. And if you don't know Jesus, Ask him in your heart. Just ask him. Tell him you, you, you're a sinner. You admit to him what he already knows and ask him to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. But um, anyway, that's it, Dave. I just it's been heavy in my heart because all this negative stuff. But uh, oh, sure. You don't have anything. And, and I, I'm glad we do these shows because people people out there, you guys need to be informed. Need, we, that's why we do this. And there's many others like Dave and I that do this. We do it to inform you guys. To knowledge is power, and and actually knowledge takes away fear. If you if you not knowledge on something, it's not as scary. So that's what we're trying to do here: is give you knowledge. Don't be afraid, and just be wise. Mm-hmm. You know, last week you brought up that scripture, and um, I I wanted to find it, and I don't know, my mind got scattered and stuff. But we were talking about the falling of the of lucifer and um it's found in isaiah chapter 14 and um it says thus um how how thou art fallen from heaven o lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken weaken the nations this is king james it's not easy to read (laughs) for thou hast said in thy heart i will ascend into heaven I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of congregations in the sides of the north. There's a lot of meaning there. We won't go into tonight. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And he says, God says, yet you shall be brought down to to hell, to the sides of the pit. If you ever read Enoch, you'll see what the abyss is like. Um, 
they that see thee shall say narrowly and look upon thee and shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying is this the man who made the earth to tremble and did shake kingdoms that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners and all the kings of all the nations, even all of them, and lie in glory, each one in his own house. But thou art cast down to the grave. Uh, thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain thrust with, through the sword that go down to the stones of the, of the pit, as a carcass trodden under the feet. Um, and it's talking about how um, Satan will be joined with the, all those people he deceived in um, uh, in, in the grave. In other words, uh, he and those that he deceived will be thrown into the lake of fire. But um, another scripture that, that touched me when you were talking, Brian, was um, in, in our own way, we are changed creatures our dna has been changed when we came to know jesus and um and it says in scripture if any man is in christ he's a new creature uh behold old old things are passed away behold all things are new um which tells me that we're since we're new creatures we had a dna change basically either Mm -hmm. that or or god activated the things that we we had before the flood because um, that, you know, when Adam fell, he a lot of things just went basically, pardon the expression, everything went to hell uh, when Adam fell. Hey, that's that's a good rhyme. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it all went to hell when Adam fell. Um, but anyway, so we got to realize that. Uh, and then another scripture that says that um, concerning the, uh, the vaccine, if you've gotten it already and you're a believer, um, it says uh, in Scripture, no weapon formed against ye shall prosper. So even if something is meant for evil and you did it unwittingly, you or whatever, um, you are protected from God because no weapon formed against you will prosper. Um, whether you took that weapon. In other words, whether you've just stood there with your arms and said, okay, you know, stab me, basically, or or you were fooled into taking it or whatever, because that's what they're doing is they're fooling a whole bunch of people and they're taking it um, with a mass uh, propaganda campaign. Um, mm. But, um, you know, I got to tell you, I was um, – I went today to get a work excuse because I got screened out of work last week, and um, – you have to have a doctor's excuse to go back in. And um, while I was there, um, I had to get uh, something else looked after, and I was waiting by the nurse's uh, station because that's where they do that, what I needed to get done. And uh, some guy had come out, and after they give the vaccine, they make people sit there for about 15 minutes, and then they can leave. They come out and check on them, and then they can leave. Uh, if it's so innocuous, why do they do that, first of all? That's my question. Um, but second, there was one guy that he he walked, he got up, and his shoulder was kind of bent up like this. And he was walking like that, and he was rubbing himself right here. I guess he got the shot in his arm. 
but he was rubbing himself right here. And I'm going, my goodness, is this guy going to have a heart attack here? Am I going to have to jump up and perform um, CPR because this guy is going to have a stroke or a heart attack right in front of me? And uh, he went in there and he came out. He was just fine afterwards, or at least he looked like he was fine. But that is the first um, bad effect, I mean, that I personally have seen uh, to the vaccine. So, um, you know, I have to <laughs> I make that noise all the time. It drives me nuts. Um, but at work, we don't have to take it. We can opt out right now which is kind of weird because I work in a health field. And you think that they would be saying, no, 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 you have to take it, but they realize that we have rights. Well, anyway, we still have rights, uh, whether we do next week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But um, anyway, so um, I, I'm opting out. And my philosophy, uh, according to what I tell them, is I'm just waiting to see what happens. And because um, I know what's going to happen, <laughs> I know that, you know, sure, it's not hurting people right now. But, you know, six months down the road, what are people going to be going through? And we have a transcript um, and I won't read all of it. I'll just uh, draw from it um, by a rabbi who's actually against the vaccine. Now, why am I looking at rabbis that are against the vaccine? Well, the best way to fight if I have to is to say I'm, I'm denying it on religious reasons and considering my heritage I, I can look at rabbinical sources and see well to my dismay most rabbinical sources say oh no take it you know it's a mitzvah and a mitzvah is a good deed basically is another way is a the Jewish way of saying a good deed um, and their, their thinking is that when you take it you're protected against the disease, and you won't pass it on to other people. So you're saving a life, basically, is what they're saying. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, this is the same attitude. Um, what if, what if back in the 19 late 1930s, early 1940s, um, the Jewish people had said, no, we're not getting on the cattle cars. What if they would have acquired weapons and fought against the Nazis? What if they, you know, Judaism, in, for the most part, often tries to please a government in order to survive. And, you know, it's worked for a number of years, but always, each and every time we get kicked out, we'll get, you know, Spain is a good example. You know, the Spanish at first, come to Spain, you'll be free in Spain. So a lot of Jews moved to Spain. And a few years go by, maybe a few decades, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get a new king in there who doesn't like Jews, and he starts persecuting. And, and that was the big persecution. That was the uh, Inquisition um, with the, uh, what was his name, Tokamata. Um, that's a loose translation. Um, who persecuted and um and then they, they, they moved from there. They moved to Italy. The Italians is the same thing. Uh, the Germans did the same thing in World War II, big time. Um, Portugal did it. Uh, you name it. Even even the uh, the English, uh, while they, they allowed the Jews to be there, they didn't allow them to be there very long. Um, or they would persecute them or slight them every chance they get. It's almost like, okay, well, we're going to take you in. 
and then the Jews excel. They they start getting um, appointments in ed, big educational um, arenas like um, Cambridge and stuff like that. Or if you talk about Germany, you know, the University of Berlin or whatever. And, and all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, you know, you guys are getting a little too powerful, uh, almost like in uh, in Egypt. Remember the story in Egypt where um, the pharaoh said, well, you know, these people are getting to be high in number. And what if they take sides with our enemies, you know, and they fight against us? Well, we'll be in a bad way, you know, so let's put them in bondage. So and that's basically been the history of, of Judaism from the time of Egypt all the way through to today. But um, so I, I really searched hard um, to find um, a, a rabbinical source that would, um, that would say that maybe it's not a good idea to take this vaccine. And there's one source that I, I contacted because I, I use their website a lot to look up dates and, and things like that. And, um, it's called Chabad, C-H-A-B-A-D dot org. And now realize that when I'm when I'm talking to these people, these people are thinking from a, um, not a biblical aspect so much, but they're speaking from and thinking about using the mindset of um, the Talmud. OK, and the Talmud is nothing but a bunch of. Um, rabbis that got together and did commentaries and then there's other books that are commentaries on the commentaries you know um so anyway i i wrote the kabod and um and i said i've been researching about the viability that we jews take in the covid19 vaccine um it's noted in uh, many places that the ancients in the antediluvian world mixed animal species getting back to the days of noah and that this is one reason why God wiped out all flesh on the earth. The new vaccine takes a snippet of DNA from the COVID-19 virus. You were talking about the spikes, um, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and it causes the body to react. But immunologists say that it's uh, that it's an unproven technology. That's That should be your first caution right there. So although we may be performing a mitzvah by keeping ourselves well by protecting others, Aren't we performing the same act as we, as the ancients did before the flood, the mixing of organisms? And um, I get a letter back from a rabbi named Bart. Um, I kept thinking of Bart Simpson when I was reading it. And it helped me to get along reading this. It helped me to, to accept it a little better. And he puts BH, I think, which means Baruch Hashem. Um, hi, David. Um, it's true that one may not mix species, yet that is referring to breeding. I can cook a chicken and beef stew together. Additionally, if not most important, one may violate most Torah commands to save a life. And Jesus kind of said that. Which one of you, if you saw a sheep that fell into a ditch, you know, would not leave the other 99 and go to save them? And there were various times when Yeshua talked about things like that. Um, um, let's see. Save a life. But please, um, please don't hesitate to write back if you have any further questions. Well, he should have never said that. Um, 
So I wrote back and I said, I understand your premise. The mixing of animals and breeding brings together DNA code from one species to another. The mRNA vaccine uses snippets of DNA from the virus, which goes into a human cell, changing the cell from human to hybrid, which is either human, fully human or fully virus. <clears throat> but it mimics the virus so that the body creates antibodies. Uh, the fear of some scientists is that the body will create antibodies to attack the human aspects of the cell. If a person takes something into the body that's injurious and it kills the human, wouldn't that be, be a form of suicidal ignorance? Um, in either case, isn't mixing of species um, uh, of species seeing that hybrid cells are formed that God had never intended to exist? I'm not trying to cause trouble with these questions. I feel are valid ones. And he wrote back, and this is the end of it here. Um, as I said, if it's to save a life, one may violate almost all Torah pro- prohibitions as far as it uh, as far as it bent suicidal. That's not the job of rabbis to decide if something is beneficial, beneficial or dangerous. One needs to follow common medical advice. See, there you go. Believe what the government tells you. Follow what the doctors tell you. Okay. Get on the cattle cars. It's okay. They're taking you to a better place. Um, And then he gives me a a link to look at. And it it gives their aspects on medical advice. But um, I'm thinking to myself, that's not good enough. That's That's not even an answer to my questions, actually. Because it is the mixing of, of two species, and it's a dangerous one, too. It's not like um, they're injecting um, a sheep gene into a human. You know, they're they're taking a virus, something that's deadly, and taking a snippet of it and putting it in a vial and injecting it into you and then saying, okay, your body, you know, go ahead and make antibodies against this and, and everything will be okay. But everything is not okay. People are getting sick. People are falling down. Uh, older people are dying from this. I think it was Hank Aaron um, took the vaccine, and I think it was either later that day or the next day he was dead. And, yes, he had underlying conditions because that's the first thing people will point out to you. Oh, he had underlying conditions. Well, if he did, then he shouldn't have taken it. Okay. Um, yeah. A lot of us have underlying conditions, and that's one of the reasons I don't take it. Well, I was I was looking at what this rabbi said, and I sent you the file. There's there's a rabbi. Um, his name is uh, y- Yuval Asherov. Um, he's over in Israel, and he's creating quite a commotion over in Israel because I don't know if you know it, but uh, vaccinations mandatory in Israel. Um, and if you don't, yeah, if you don't do it, you. Um, yeah, you're able to go buy and sell and stuff, but you're given time limits when you can go out, how long you can stay out, and then the rest of the time you got to stay in your house. You can't even go outside your front door. And um, 46%, 46.5% of Israelis have have uh, been vaccinated. Okay, that's that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So he's talking about this, and he says, um, he says, why are they using Israel as guinea pigs? Well, you know, judging from world history, why not? You know, yeah. um, and he said that um, 
Our percentages are higher than anywhere else in the world, or let's say there are estimations of 40 to 100, 40 in 100 getting vaccinated. Actually, it's 45.6. I looked it up. I think that, that that's a little high, but we are definitely first place in the world. In England, 10 in 100 get vaccinated. In the United States, 7 out of 100. But in Italy, where all the big commotion was, 2 out of 100 or 2%. They don't want to get vaccinated. In Canada, 2 out of 100. And in China, how many in China? He says, the source of all the commotion. He says, there hasn't been corona there for half a year, and they aren't even buying the vaccines. One out of 100 get the vaccine there. In Switzerland, two out of 100. Germany, two out of 100. France, 1.5. And how you can figure out how you get a half a person, I'll never know. Uh, 1.5 out of 100. And then Israel, 46.7. And he says, what happened? Well, one thing that he points out, this guy, and this guy, I'm, I'm going to write to him personally and thank him. Um, and he talks about a phenomena that happens with um, this vaccine. It's called ADE. Um, and it stands for Antibody Dependent Enhancement. And the way he describes it, because I don't want to read to this whole thing, believe me, it's it's six pages long and it's single-spaced and a lot of paragraphs, but still it's that's a lot to read and we have a lot to talk about. But um, So what it does, when you get that first injection, it raises up. Where would I go? I don't see me anymore. I, I see you. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, it raises up your antibodies, so you're, you're, you're low or you have normal antibodies, but when they put the vaccine in there, your antibodies shoot up because your body does have a reaction to that little um, snippet that goes into your blood cells or your whatever cells it goes into. But after a while, that wears down again. It's not like the flu shot, the old flu shot that we used to get or, or um, the MMR shot or um, you name it any of those older vaccines where they inject a weaker dying virus into you and your body attacks it and then builds up an immunity. Well, the flu never works anyway, but um, that's all their story. So then in two weeks time, not two weeks time, four weeks time, 28 days, uh, they take the Pfizer vaccine or Moderna. They give you a booster shot and then it goes way up again. And that's when people are starting to get sick um, everything from a headache to a, a mid-grade fever to vomiting to diarrhea to everything else. And then it comes back down again. And this guy's asking a question, um, basically making a statement and asking a, in, in, in question form. Let's put it that way. Um, how many times is this going to have to happen before the corona is gone? You know, is there going to be a, a shot every month you're going to get? Um, and what are the long-term effects? Is it going to kill you? Like you said, Brian, it kills your immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to eventually kill your immune system so that later on? So he's suggesting that people just kind of hang out and wait and see what happens. He says, wait six months, wait a year, see what happens, you know? And, and I got to agree with him because I got, I think I really do feel in my heart that, 
there's going to be a lot of uh, um, bad side effects coming down the road. I um, I have to laugh because I these there are people at work. You know, I, I work in the medical field, and boy, they were proud to get their shot. Some of them still stood up with these little certificates that they gave them. Oh, I got my shot, and they're standing in front of a background that has our our logo on it at work, and you know, and and just bragging that they got their shot. And, you know, it's like, you know, a year from now, you know, can we take that thing and just put it in your coffin? You know, because. Yeah, exactly (laughs) right. And and so anyway, um, but they're very cavalier about it at work. Oh, yeah, well, I got my shot. And those anti-vaxxers, they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. They're they're going to start, you know, uh, another pandemic. And I'm like, well, if you got the vaccine, what are you worried about then? You know, but. um so they, um, it, it's it's just incredulous that these people would do stuff like this and and not expect them there to be some kind of long term effects, especially in something that hasn't been tested. Now this guy goes on to talk about how they they developed the vaccine and they tested it. They did test it on some animals. Uh, Pfizer did, I think, um, but they didn't do the complete trials on it. In other words, they gave it to the animals. They saw nothing happen to the animals, you know, in a bad way. And they said, okay, let's give it to the humans, you know, totally skipping the monkeys and the cats and other animals that they use and totally skipping the full regimen of tests that need to be done before something can be administered. And it was all done under an emergency act. The FDA approved it. In the United States, and I think um, the, it's called the EMA, European Medical Association, uh, approved it the same way for for emergency purposes. Um, but they haven't actually approved it um, totally. What am I trying to say? Um, it's okay for the emergency, but once the emergency is over, then the uh, the tests are going to continue. Okay, well, no, they're not, because you're going to find out from giving it to people that it's messing people up. And that's going to be your your um, your, your testing system. It's going to be um, your blind test, your double blind test mm-hmm. to see if this thing works or not. And so, um, so I, you know, I, I, I did look a little further. And um, can you believe we'd almost been on an hour already? This is amazing. I love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so that was the, the, the one rabbi. Okay. And I'm just going to minimize this because I might have to refer to it again later. But um, get rid of that. Okay. Um, there was, you know, I talked about Chabad. And um, where is that? I know I saved it. Oh, there it is. Went back there. Um, there was a rabbi that worked for Chabad, and um, he actually got fired by Chabad for making social media posts that for that were anti-vaccine related. And um, so the very people I, I found this out after I wrote to that rabbi, um, the very people that I wrote to. Um, fired one of their own people, and it said he was a long-time Kabad emissary uh, in, in Massachusetts. 
says he was fired after months of social media posts in which he railed against pandemic-related lockdowns and mask mandates, and that wasn't even against the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, um, now you talked about, we talked about in this show a little bit, but in a lot of shows, um, the fact, well, let's take the flu vaccine. My understanding, well, let, let me just say that what I read the other day I think was a lie. Um, probably about three years ago, uh, they were giving out the flu vaccine and I went down there and I wasn't going to take it, but I knew the nurse and I said, Hey, can I have the package insert for that? Well, sure. Here, you know, they were going to throw it away anyway. And, um, so I took it home and I, I looked at constituents, what makes it up. And right at the top, it said thimerosal. Well, thimerosal is a derivative of mercury. And I don't know about you, but mercury is a very bad metal to have in there. I do know about you. You wouldn't want it in you either. Um, So um, I've been declining the flu shot ever since. Now, I know that was three years ago. Now, I I heard on the news or in one of these articles I read um, from a government source that thimerosal was taken out of the the, uh, mixture – for for children, but left in the mixture for adults, and then later it was taken out for adults, and it was substituted with aluminum. And I'm like, oh my goodness, they almost went from bad to worse, you know, because yeah. uh, aluminum is, you know, they suspect it causes Alzheimer's disease or leads to it anyway. And let me ask you a question: If you wanted to make a person's brain into an antenna, how would you do it? Well, you'd put something in their blood, something that can cross the blood-brain barrier that can settle in the brain. And, you know, your brain has all these different little um, little folds in it and everything else. And um, and that happens. And, it, and those folds go kind of deep down into your brain. And I can't remember what those folds are called right now. Um, and it's got two hemispheres. So if you wanted to make an antenna out of somebody's brain, you give them a whole bunch of aluminum. Or you could give them mercury because mercury settles. It, it does. It crosses the blood-brain barrier too and goes into the brain. And being that the case, um, you know, I, I work with uh, the mentally ill, and I work with a. I work with schizophrenics, and and I, I sometimes I just sit there and I wonder. And I think there. I think schizophrenics are broken into two categories as far as I'm concerned. One of them are organic. They're just schizophrenics. They were born with that gene, and somehow that gene gets switched on. It's usually between, I think, the ages of 7 and uh, 19 is when most cases are diagnosed. But then there are other schizophrenics that that are that exhibit things that make me wonder. Okay, um, when we were going through nursing school, um, we we had a, a nurse that wanted to show us what being a schizophrenic was like. And um, so she had us roll up, um, a, roll up some paper, like a cone, you know, like you would make a, a paper funnel out of. And so we made two of those and she would stick two people, one on each side and they would talk. Each one would talk into the cone. One would be saying things like um, God hates you. 
God despises you. You're nothing but a failure. And the other one would be saying, you want to kill her. You want to kill him. You know, stuff like that. As loud as they could, while you were trying to concentrate on somebody, like an intake person that was trying to uh, evaluate you. And it was almost impossible to understand that person that you were trying to listen to because one ear was you were being told what a failure was you are, and the other ear you were being told um, that you're, the voices want you to kill somebody. And I'm wondering how much of that I would really be, like to be able to go back in time with schizophrenia and see um, before we had aluminum and before we had vaccinations, what the population percentage of population was that had uh, schizophrenia. And after those two things were introduced into our diet, because we cook with aluminum, we drink out of cans made out of aluminum and stuff like that. And, and the vaccinations have uh, mercury in them. And um, so I'm wondering, because I've had schizophrenics walk up to me and it happened the other day, as a matter of fact, it was the weirdest thing. I don't, I don't go around my workplace advertising my heritage, okay, because a lot of people hate Jews, okay? So what I do is I just go in. I'm just Dave, you know, good old Dave, you know, Christian Dave. I don't mind telling people that I believe in Jesus and stuff like that. And, and I've had people out of the blue just walk up and go, you're Jewish, aren't you? And I'm like, how in the heck did they know that? You know, and then I'm like, I know how they know that. <laughs> now, there's yeah. so I think that that's more of the organic, the um, uh, the demonic schizophrenia, you know. Um, but is it somebody behind a microphone like I'm talking on right here that's working at some CIA headquarters? that has this person's frequency tuned in and can talk to them all the time. And it's, it's, if it wasn't so serious, it would be kind of funny because when you're trying to talk to them, you know, to ask them about medications or whatever, they don't hear you because they're wearing earphones just like this. And, but it's blasting music. I mean, and it's blasting. It's so loud that, you know, you, you, yeah. I swear most schizophrenics that do that are going to be deaf by the time they're in their forties. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, you got to kind of get in front of them and go like this, you know, and, and get their attention, but you don't do that too much because that could freak them out. So you just, you know, you go high, you know, but anyway, um, so, uh, anyway, I see this one of those rabbit trails I went down. So, but that was with, uh, yeah, I was dealing with the uh, flu vaccine. So if they're doing that and they're and they're able to, um, it's just hypothetically they're doing that and and they're able to uh, sway a, a majority, a multitude of people um, by sending messages to their brains because they've filled their brains up with metal. Um, I don't doubt the nanobot thing. I don't doubt yeah. it at all. I, I think that it's it's more than possible and it's. Um, and if it's true, and I do believe it is, I you know they they can go into certain parts of your body, and like you said, they can they can make the nanobots go into maybe your liver and give yeah. your liver cancer, your or your yeah. kidneys give you kidney cancer. Um, uh, maybe they they have the ability the, these nanobots do to become radioactive, and um, 
and radiate part of your body and cause the cells to start mutating. Um, maybe they can make people sterile that way. Um, but I'm waiting. I'm, I'm just waiting for a year or two down the road to see how these people fare that are being so cavalier about this vaccine just to see. And, and folks, if you took it and you're not cavalier, I'm not talking to you, but there are people that are, are very um, almost narcissistic in nature when they're talking about getting a vaccine and making fun of you because you've decided to opt out. And, um, you know, what's that phrase? He who laughs last laughs loudest. Well, I'm not going to laugh, of course, but um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see in a couple of years what actually happens. And, um, but I ran across, um, and you shared some really good scriptures, Brian. I'm glad you didn't share this one because I've been saving this one. For <laughs> Excuse me. It's uh, Psalm 91. Oh, yeah. And, um, and it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We used to sing that in a song. That's what I miss about the 70s. We used to sing scripture songs. Uh, they don't do that anymore. They think about what they're doing for God instead of what God's doing for them or has done for them. Um, verse 2, I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. The fowler could be people like Bill Gates who want you to take this thing. And the pestilence, well, that's the, that's the virus. Um he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor by the hour that flieth by day, hour that flieth by day, excuse me, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor in the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Interesting, the pestilence again. Mm-hmm. A virus. Um, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right side, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, in, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil before befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, which is nice because... You know, the virus is the plague. Mm-hmm. Uh, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon a lion and adder, and a lion and a dragon thou shalt trample under their feet. I think you mentioned something about that earlier. Um, mm-hmm. because, he, because he hath set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. And his name is Yahweh, folks. And he shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Isn't that something God's going to honor us? Honor him with a long life will I satisfy him and show my salvation. So there is my scripture that if they come up to me and say, you have to take this, and I say, I have a religious exemption, I am going to read Psalm 91, and they'll have to sit there and listen to it because they want me to defend myself. And um, 
I'll be witnessing to them at the same time. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. Um, what I wanted, really, I wanted to go back. Um, you mentioned uh, the metals that they found in Roswell. Now, um, back in 2005, I don't know if you've ever re- read any books by David Flynn. Um, David Flynn was, he had the mind of, uh, uh, I don't know, two geniuses put together. Um, and he he got into uh, reading about sacred geometry, and he didn't do it to learn sacred geometry. He did it in order to be able to use it against the enemy. And um, he found out that um, certain little things like uh, 1947, okay, the year of the Roswell crash, mm-hmm. that NASA never launches a rocket unless the, the star Sirius is 19.47 degrees above the horizon. You hear NASA mm. talking about, hey, we have windows for launch. Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's what the window is. Sirius it hasn't risen to 19.47. Um, and so it, we took decided to take a hike one day. Um, I, I rented an SUV uh, in Albuquerque and drove down to Roswell. And uh, Dave's uh, rental car would only go so far out in the desert. So we all hopped in, we all hopped in the, the SUV and um, and followed the coordinates because he had figured out a place where um, he thought the real crash was um, using sacred geometry. And um, boy, was that a hike! That was in July in the desert in New Mexico, and it, it was not a lot of fun. Um, being with those guys was fun because being with Dave Flynn was. You know, you could talk with him all day, and he'd fill your head up with figures, and you'd sit there all night just wondering about all the figures. But um, so we got to this spot, and Brian, it was the weirdest thing. Uh, we're out in, the, you know, probably about 20 or 30 miles outside of Roswell, out in the middle of nowhere, and I had three bars on my AT&T. No towers around. Where was that coming from? You know, well, maybe, under our, maybe under our feet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... Uh, so anyway, um, we uh, we walked in, and while we were walking, uh, his brother um, Mark, which is uh, is they were exact twins, um, he was using a GPS machine, and he was using I think what did he say twenty one or twenty three satellites to point our position. He was a he worked for the geology department I think up in Montana or Idaho I can't remember. Um, and at one point the machine was still running, but all the satellites blinked out. And he goes, that's weird. And I go, what's the matter? He goes, I just lost all 23 satellites. And I go, is that normal? He goes, no, this never happens. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So slowly you could watch them pop up again. One, two, three, four, you know. And um, so we walked about another half a mile. This is probably about a five-mile hike out into the desert. And um, and then he goes, oh, there they go again. And the satellites all blinked out. And so we kind of knew we were on the right track when all this stuff's happening. So uh, we finally found the place, and, you know, we combed it to see if we could find anything. You know, we found an old paint bucket that had been out there for years. But but what we did is we we had a communion service out there, and we claimed the spot for the Lord. And then uh, the Lord gave me a a prayer, and part of that prayer was that the Lord – dry up all the businesses in Roswell that are owned by Christians, mind you, 
that are into the UFO things. Because you could go, I went into one store and, and it was, um, it had some really neat UFO stuff in it. Shirts, t-shirts, you know, knickknacks and stuff. And found out that the uh, the Baptist minister in town owned the shop. And I'm like, okay, this this isn't cool. And uh, and there were a couple other shops like that. Well, Jim Wilhelmson's store was there too. Um, but um, so I, you know, I prayed that that all that business would dry up, you know, and and that there, people wouldn't make money on this anymore. And I think it was the very next year that uh, Jim called me and said that he was closing his his museum because it wasn't lucrative you know, anymore. He wasn't having anybody come in anymore. And the three or four of the UFO shops in town were closing down. Wow. And so I was wow. like, wow, that was a cool prayer. It got answered. Yeah. But um, and that goes back to what we talked about last week, the uh, Ephesians 6, the the people or the things that we're dealing with, you know, they want us to take this vaccine. They want us to um, to have control over us. They want Bill Gates to have control over us, basically. Um, I don't know if you know this, but supposedly they, the reason they want you standing six feet apart is you're easier to target when you're six feet apart. Uh, if you start getting closer, the signals start getting mixed up, and they don't know who's who in that cluster of people. So that's why the six-foot rule is there. And why six feet? You know, why not seven feet? Why not five feet? Why six feet? You know, mm-hmm. just figures in with the number six. But um, it's just real interesting that um, that they want us to take this. They're doing everything they can. Doctors are trying, like you, you were talking about earlier, doctors will try to shame you into taking it. Yeah. You know? Um and I blame a lot of that on doctors are only as smart as the information that they get or the organization that they work for because the organization might be pressuring them. Um, my own physician, um, well, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to put that on the air. I'll tell you off the air. But um, okay. anyway, he uh, it's it's just amazing how – the, the the public relations campaign for this vaccine is amazing. Uh, I should say propaganda machine. Um, it's all over the place. It's, you know, get the vaccine and be safe. You know, the vaccine will do this. Uh, you, next thing you're going to see is uh, the vaccine giveth and the vaccine taketh away. Blessed be the name of the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian, you look like you worked a hard day today. <laughs> I worked a lot. I worked almost uh, seven days in a row. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I'm doing, doing good. Okay. So I'm looking forward to tonight because there's so much information and it's you know it's just it's good. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you mentioned a, a medal that um, that they said in their whoever they are. Um, you, you mentioned the source earlier. Yeah. Uh, um, well, it was in the article, the sun, it was an article called the sun. Okay. The yeah. Okay. That, that was said, the newspaper. And I think that they said in that paper that there was a metal that they found that you could crunch up in your hand. And when you let it go, it just went back to like it was before. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, I remember reading reports by Jesse Marcel Jr. His father was one of the officers that went out to the crash site. 
And Jesse Marcel used to go down to Roswell and speak about the uh, about what he saw, what his father brought home, and things like that. And he mentioned the metal just like that. He said it was like t- a thick tin foil that you could crunch up in your hand and let it go, and that it would just kind of like go right back to where it was flat, you know. And that there was other um, other pieces of metal that looked like little eye beams that had writing all over them and stuff like that. And these beings that are doing this, we know that they're they're fallen angels and demonic, and they're going through quite a length to try to fool people, you know, into believing that they come from other, um, well, what is it? The greys are supposed to come from the, um, uh, the somewhere in Orion. Uh, the um, the reptilians are supposed to come from Draco, which makes sense, the dragon. And um, and some others and the Pleiadians are the the ones that look like tall German looking characters, and um, but it wasn't too long ago back in the fifties that uh, when there were encounters they were telling people that oh we come from Venus or we come from Mars, and the minute that we could send vehicles up to Venus and Mars, all of a sudden the story changes. They, they had an address change, but they forgot to put it in at the post office, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And now they're now they're from places where we can't go and we can't visit because we have no vehicles that go that far. Um, so we can't prove them liars like we could, you know, uh, 20 years ago. But um, these beings are prolific liars. Um, and there's the people that are developing the vaccines, the people that run CERN. Um, we're talking your Bill Gates's, your um, some of your high-level scientists, um, anybody that's involved. Well, anybody that's basically in power right now, um, they all have something to do with these these um, powers that are talked about in um, Ephesians chapter six, and it's just. Um, if, if people would realize that, if, if you could just get people to listen and realize that um, and to do something about it, because having knowledge and not doing something is, is you know, you might as well not have the knowledge at all. Um, but if people were to realize it and do something about it, then it would be possible that maybe we could um, set things, set the enemy's plans back, you know, 30, 40, 50 years kind of hoping that's what Trump was going to do, but, you know, that yeah, doesn't look like it's something that's going to happen, but who knows? Um, but uh, when did this stuff become common knowledge, or when did it come out? Did they say when, when it was released? Well, this was just released a couple of days ago. Um, I'm not... Uh, I read the article that this... this Investigative reporter asked for these documents in 2017. Okay, he just he just got them. So uh-huh. four year took four years for them to release it, and some of it is still redacted. Some of it they won't. It's there's information missing. There's, right. there's gaps, you know. So, but uh, it does talk about wreckage. It doesn't mention the word alien, like I mentioned earlier before the show. Right. But right. it mentioned. Uh, uh, technology that's far beyond us, at least that we mm-hmm. know of. Maybe not. Maybe it's not far beyond us now. We just not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and and you know, everything kind of makes sense. You know, going back 
let's see, I'm going to go back 40 years in the 80s, the late 70s, early 80s. Back then, there was a book written called 88 Reasons Why the Lord's Going to Come Back in 1988. I read it. I'm guilty. Anyway, that was a big thing. I mean, it was a huge book. And so go 40 years or whatever it is further to us, so much more has happened than that happened back then. You know, prophetically speaking, as far as world events, every day, several things every day happen prophetically, every single day now. When in the 80s, it was maybe two or three a year. And so saying all this is that the, I, the technology has increased so much that you can see, like the saints 100 years ago couldn't figure out when you read a scripture that a third of the earth would burn up, say 150 years ago. When a Christian would read that, they would think, okay, yeah, that must be God. God will do that. He can actually do that himself. But now we know about nuclear weapons, right? Mm -hmm. When John, uh, who wrote on the island of Patmos, saw the mountain burning with fire, uh, to us, it's that's a meteorite or an asteroid entering the Earth's atmosphere. But John saw it as a mountain. So I'm saying all this because of all the things that are happening right now, technology-wise, um, spiritually, um, just with our country and the, the heart of people and, and the society is just collapsing around us. Um, that the Lord, it looks like the Lord's going to return any moment. And it doesn't surprise me if the Lord's going to return any moment in our lifetime, my lifetime for sure, I think, um, that the enemy, the spiritual enemy, Satan, and the demons that are alive and well are also have their plan and their agenda. And part of their agenda Remember, Satan is called many things in the scripture, and one of the things he's called is a liar. He's the father of lies. I mean, he's the chief of lies. And one of the lies is going to be is when God does take his people off this earth, I think it's very soon, that there's going to have to be a, a, a reason why that happened. So you have all this technology, all this stuff that's been happening over all these years. We've all been programmed. Not all of us, but a lot of people have been programmed the movie Star Wars, Star Trek, Lost in Space, and all that. Right. And so um, all about aliens and different planets and, and, and wars in space. Now we, there's technology that they can actually start doing that. And so when the rapture happens or the coming of the Lord happens and we're taken away and there's different beliefs and when that's going to happen. But my point is the lie is going to be the lie is being set up right now. It's being set up right now with technology, with the UFOs, with uh, actually, um, I think part of the virus and part of the injections of this virus, uh, as you mentioned, Dave, we may not know for a, a while what they're really going to do to people, but it wouldn't surprise me if they put things in there to help manipulate your brain and to help basically brainwash you. Right. You know, you know and let's, let's just say right now they're not going to do that, but that. That chip, not that chip, but that nanobot that maybe there's a thousand nanobots injected in our body. I don't know. I'm just hypothetical here. And one is for changing your thoughts or changing your memories. And so maybe part of that lie that's going to happen is because 
uh, not Christians. Christians won't. Uh, Christians will be gone, but the manipulation of the nanobots in the human brain by the dark state, by the antichrist, by the deep state, whatever you want to call them, um, because basically in what we when we saw that video we talked about earlier, Dave, that those things are hooked up to a cloud. They're hooked up to a computer somewhere. Right. So it'd be very easy for some person on the other end on the keyboard, um, you know, putting something in somebody's brain and they think it's their own thoughts, but it's not their own thoughts. I know it sounds crazy. Folks, if you would have met me 10 years ago, I would think you're crazy to say the things I'm saying right now. The reason I'm saying them is because there's so much proof, so much evidence of human manipulation by tech, uh, by drugs, by technology. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Our, our TV sets, uh, the radio waves, the 5G, the, there's all this stuff that's bombarding our bodies every day, and it affects our neurosystem. It affects our brain. Our brain runs on electrical charges. That's how we operate. Our heart is electric. So they could easily manipulate us if they put something in us that can control that, and that's going back to the mRNA uh, vaccine. That is like a key to open Pandora's box to you. Yeah, the PC isn't what we're talking on, or a tablet, or a phone. It's now going to be us. Right. Instead of us controlling the PC or the phone, it's the government controlling you, and not even mm-hmm. realizing. And I'm not saying that's going to happen right away. I, I don't know, but they have that technology. They might have got it from these spacecraft that crashed. I think they got a lot of it from them. Um, I I think you can almost make the case because up until 1900, the um, all through the 1700s, 1600s, 1800s, technology increased, but not a lot. I mean, even in the early 1900s, we were still using horse and buggy. In the early 1900s. But then all of a sudden, the car, the airplane just came on the scene. Um, just technology, it just, the whole, the whole century of the 1900s to the year 2000 was a boom of technology. More technology was created the last 50 years of the, of the 20th century than all the, all the centuries since Christ till then combined. Mm-hmm. So is it because man is so smart? Yeah, we're smart. God even says that about us. He even says there's nothing man can't do. The Tower of Babel, uh, if, they, if men work together on the earth, there's nothing they can't do. But I think we had a little help. And it seems sure. like technology sure took a huge jump in the 50s, uh, mm-hmm. the late 40s, 50s. And why would that be? Well, Roswell, these UFOs, uh, we, had air, we have our own aircraft, even though they were propeller-driven. We're able to move supplies back and forth across the country and the world a lot faster. We were able mm-hmm. to eventually computer. Um, I think a lot of this technology was gleaned from those crashes of those, those vehicles. And now that technology, I believe, is being used against us in right. the mass. And when we're taken out of here, the lie is going to be that aliens took us away, that some force. Because uh, in the New Age teachings, there's going to be a cleansing of the earth. And that people are going to disappear. And it talks about that. And other religions, too, not just that. 
and not just the Bible, other other religions talk about a cleansing of the earth and mm-hmm. the negative part of the earth, uh, the forces on the earth that are keeping the utopia from coming forth is going to be gone. And that would be the Christians. We're gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like they can bring in this new world and they will. The Antichrist will, will lead this and he'll bring it in and he'll be the like he'll be the hero. He'll explain all this away. He'll explain what happened to Dave and I. He'll explain that the people that were gone are going to get reprogrammed somewhere, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. in another dimension or whatever it is. And the evilness of of the of the darkness in this world is going to become to full light during that time. And um, people are going to be controlled. You won't be able to buy or sell during that time without the mark of the beast. A lot of people know that, the 666. And as mm-hmm. we talk tonight, that technology is way advanced now, way, way advanced. And um, and that's what's happening. Uh, the cryptocurrencies, we haven't talked about that, Dave. The cryptocurrencies in the markets are huge right now. They're being mm-hmm. pushed by the companies. They're being pushed by the rich because they can control you by cryptocurrencies. Um, not, not, it's not even real money. It's just electronics. It's, and it's, they can, they can take it out of your account or they can put it in your account. If you want to, if you don't do what they say when they ask you to do it, well, you don't get paid. Right. Cryptocurrency is and, mm-hmm. and money will be outlawed. If you have cash and million dollars in your mattress, it'll be worthless because it'll outlaw it. What does crypto mean? It means hidden. It means hidden. That's right. Hidden and that's, a, that's another whole show right there. Just that, you know. And so we ought to look into that and do that next week. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really interesting. I've been looking up some of it lately, and it's it's going that way. Uh, I mean, if you're an investor, cryptocurrency is going to be the currency of the future. I, I think. Um, I mean, I know it's going to be. I know it's going to be. Uh, the, the paper money is is almost gone. The coins is almost gone. Gold and silver will always be there. That will always right. be the basics. gold and silver. You're never going to get rid of that. But uh, cryptocurrency is going to be the currency of the future. I believe it's going to be the currency of the tribulation and what mm-hmm. they're going to use because they can track you with it. And it, it'll your, your account of, will be hooked up to your DNA that's in your body that they put in there. And you won't be able to buy or sell unless you take a shot that has that DNA so they can track you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they're doing it under the guise that they, they keep your identity safe. Like nobody steals your credit cards and takes your identity or your, your passport. So the guise is it's always under they're looking out for you. It's always, right. you know, let us take your shoes off oh at the airport so you're really good. You know? So, That's, you know, Brian, you just hit on something. Because yeah. if they can – Use that vaccine that has that, what do they call it, a spike? Yeah. And that spike can attach itself to your DNA. What if it's a transmitter? It, the yeah. The spike is a transmitter, and the transmitter is what will be used in the future when you pass through the grocery line or when you, um, like you said, when you go to pay the DMV or whatever, you know? Um yeah, that's. Well, that's I never, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just never. I never thought about that because it's, you know, <clears throat> transmitters can be very small nowadays. You right. know, and, and nanotransmitters. I mean, when they find um, uh, 
what are those objects uh, that are placed? Some they, some people claim that they're they've got implants. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, yeah. Put in put in them by aliens, and those things are transmitters in many cases. You know, they actually have a, um, a radio signal coming from them. Right. You know, so if they've been experimenting with that for a number of years with with the help of fallen angels, you know, and all they have to do is make it smaller, you know, because some of them look like a grain of sand, mm-hmm. you know, or a grain of rice, I should say. And, uh, and that was um, I can't remember that doctor's been dead for a number of years now that was taking those out of people. But um all they have to do is make the transmitter smaller and smaller and smaller to where it's the size of a snippet of uh, DNA and it'll hook onto your DNA. And then, you know, you pass through the line and beep. Okay. You're all right. I think that's what the swab is about. I think that's what they have in the swab because that's why it mentions in that video that we watched that they have you, they have you hook up to a cloud, like an iCloud like a, a, a storage bank for information. So when they put that swab in you, that's what they're doing. They're actually programming your DNA. And in any time that they want, they can uh, make you sick. They could, mm-hmm. they could make you tired. They can make you happy. They can manipulate your brain waves. They can make you depressed. They make you kill yourself because you're so depressed. Right. They can do all that. I know it sounds crazy, but... Not anymore. Not with technology. There's, there's just, there's, like God said, and I mentioned it earlier in the Tower of Babel, that there's nothing mankind can't do working together. And because of computers, the language barrier is down, and Mm -hmm. and now technology is increasing. I think every three or four months, we're doubling what we know. It used to be every ten years. Now I think it's every two to three months. Uh And so, um, yeah, and I think that's. Part of it, I, I think, when you get the swab or you get the vaccine, and uh, and though if those ingredients and those antibodies are in there, they're in there for life. You will you will die with them in your body. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're even talking about when kids are born to give them that when they're born eventually. So they have that DNA in them, so they'll have it their whole life from birth to death. And if you uh, come against the government and you're like protesting, you don't like uh, them taking your guns away or not or keeping you from going to church and you get vocal about it, however you do, and you push back and you have those in you. Uh, well, let's just say a few years in the future, there's no more money, cash. It's it's cryptocurrency. You get pre- uh, paid in crypto, which is through the Internet. Um, you you just worked 40 hours at your job, Dave, and they found out about something, and they they can literally keep you from getting paid from your own job. Right. right. They can stop it. They don't even have to go to your job. They can do it from a computer, and because there'll be a law passed, probably giving them that power to do that. Yeah. Or, or they'll just do it. And so, mm-hmm. and 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 the reason for like the show, like we you've been doing for a while now. I'm pretty new at this is to inform people about what's really going on in your world around you. Because in opposing the matrix, the matrix to me is like the movie. It's a make-believe system that's put there to control you. Right. And that's what the matrix was in the movie. It was, it was, it was to control people. Mm-hmm. And in this matrix where we live, 
It's all about knowledge. If you want to get out of the matrix, as they say, air quote, you got to know what's really real and what's really right. fake. Fake news, real news, like Trump would say. Um, mm-hmm. Vaccine's all good. Everybody take it. It's gonna you're gonna go back to school. And you'll be able to go back to work and do all this stuff. It's like a salvation. It's like the savior of the world. This vaccine. But right. When you look into it, they're poisoning you. Mm-hmm. But they're saying it with a smile on their face. Are these people? I think a lot of the people that are reporting this are good people. They just don't know. Well, they they're all they only reporting what they they're being told. Exactly. And so. You know? it's, yeah, and there's other web, uh, other web programs like ours and podcasts that are getting this information out. But um, it's all about control, all about manipulation. It's all about they want to give you what they say they want to give you, not what you want. Mm-hmm. There's no more. They don't want you to have any freedom about the freedoms that they give you. And it, it, this used to be in communist countries. This used to be. Uh, and South American countries and, and different places. Now it's here in America. We're seeing it in the early stages, and it was even before Trump got in there. This has been happening. And now with the new administration, the things they've been planning for 50 years, they're actually doing. And and I would just say to people listening, uh, it's still a free country. We can still save it. Until the Lord comes back, as long as good people and believers are living here uh, and Christians are living here, we can push back and we have the right to. This is our country. So but this technology with this virus uh, vaccine and this virus is the biggest scam in human history. I mean, you you got to realize it didn't only shut our country down, it shut the whole world down. Yeah, it did. That mm-hmm. the flu is just as deadly as this virus, if not more. Mm-hmm. And it shut down. even terrorist groups shut down. Yeah. Even, even the Hamas and Hezbollah in, in the Middle East, they stopped their terrorist attacks for a few months. And yeah. they were wearing masks. It showed pictures of them wearing masks. <laughs> not just their face coverings they do normally, but masks. <laughs> so, it, I mean, that's how powerful the the deep the dark state is this this uh, this demonic force that's trying to um, bring in the new world order and uh, just so you know just can popped in my head why do they want to do new world order why would they want to change things why why would they want to do that and the best way I can describe it is this is why I think whatever God wants to do, Satan does the complete opposite. Right. God's plan is to bring a new world order in. But but Jesus rules and reigns on the earth. Mm -hmm. The Antichrist means copy of. Christ-like, but not Christ. Right. So Satan does, okay, you have Jesus, Father, and you're going to bring in your kingdom, well, I'm going to do that. I'm bringing my own Jesus. His name's going to be the Antichrist, and I'm going to empower him to do the same things you're going to do, but I'm going to do it by force. Right. I'm going to force people to worship him. Your people worship your son by free will because they love him. But I'm going to get my guy, and I'm going to force people to worship him. I'm going to change this world and make it a dictatorship because I'm. he's basically copying God. Satan has never done anything original. 
ever. Right. He's, he's copied God. And basically, the New World Order is a copy of the New World Order under Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's a copy. It's a fake copy. It's not the original, but it's it's a copy. And so I can tell you right now uh, what I know about Scripture. I don't know a lot, but I know a little bit. Satan's going to lose. Mm-hmm. His, his, little, his little kingdom that he's trying to put together right now, and it's all coming together, all this election, all this stuff that's going on politically is all part of it. All the technology, all the aliens, it's all part of it. It's only going to last when it gets started seven years. That's right. as long as actually three and a half years because it falls apart in the middle. You know, as you know, mm-hmm. Dave, just the Antichrist goes into the temple and declares himself to be God. And that's all. And God says, that's enough. And then he just cranks up the tribulation to the great tribulation. So um, that, that that seven years, I think, could start any moment. Mm-hmm. And but until it does, uh, we have hope. And we have a Lord and we have good people like Dave and other people out there and have programs and uh, knowledge is power. And um, I, I just can't stress enough. Get on your phones and research stuff. Don't just believe it because somebody says, especially with these uh, all these drugs they're giving us, like the vaccine. Like I can't remember his now. Um, there's like two or three dozen vaccines children get. I could, I think I'm wrong on this. Um, from the time they're born until the time they're in high school, there's just dozens of vaccines. You know up, upwards of 70 by the time they're 18. 70 vaccines. Yeah. So, you know, really, that's counting boosters and, and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. How many did we get? Uh, Dave, I don't know how you and I lived this long without those vaccines. We didn't get half of those vaccines. No, but we got sick and built up immunity to everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember getting the chicken pox. Get in your room with your brothers. I go, why? He goes, you get it, everybody's going to get it. Right. my, my, My mom didn't want everybody getting sick over periods of weeks. So she just cop on your brother. So, yeah, we did. And we all live just fine, you know. So I'm, I'm not. There are some good medications out there. Obviously, I'm not against right. everything, but um, it's just uh, it's out of hand. How uh, I don't know if you've noticed, Dave, but the, but the commercial over the last few years, there's all these new diseases popping up. You see these commercials, these for these, you know, different things that oh, rashes on your skin, and this could be this. It may not be shingles it could be this and so you need to take this pill and i don't even notice on television that there's every day there's a commercial about some kind of new disease or illness and they're right. pushing drugs to to for that illness it's it's ridiculous it's like crazy well one so, of the one of the commercials that that caused us to quit watching traditional tv is a new commercial that came out oh i don't know it's probably been out by, about a year now but it's a it's a medication that you can take to keep you from getting AIDS, so that you can have sex with your significant other and not have to worry about getting AIDS. And I'm like, well, first of all, if you just leave the lifestyle, you would cut your chances down by about ninety percent. Yeah. You know, and um, and then there's the what the Gardasil that they're giving to the kids, so the kids can have sex. 
and not catch the yeah. uh, herpes virus. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, what happened to abstinence and saying no, not yet? You know, and it's just, I blame it on also on society because sex education should have always been, don't do this or this will happen. You know, if you have, if you have relations when you're 16 years old, you can create a baby. You know, and you should have to live with those consequences, but they've made it too darn easy to get rid of the consequence. It's called abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, you, where you're murdering an unborn human being, and um, and I don't know. That's that's the approach that should have been taken. Of course, it wasn't uh, yeah. because you might you might trample on people's rights, and uh, even though you're you're um, denying the ultimate right to life to a young baby that's within you, um, and it's you know education starts at a very young age, and if you don't start them, what does the Bible say? Teach your child and teach your son in the way he should go, and when he gets old, he shall not depart from it. Um, but what we've done is we've allowed um, we've allowed the schools to teach the kids and then just give an affirmative or, or a denial when they get home. Well, that's not good enough. I don't know. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, if my parents told me not to do something, I always thought there was a reason why, and they were keeping something from me. So I went out and did it. Uh, and you know, like, and, and, you know, let's even go back farther. You know, when you're a kid, your your parents promise you that if you go to bed early, Santa's going to bring you gifts. And so you go to bed early for about five or six years or however long it takes until you realize there is no Santa and you realize your parents lied to you for all that time. And then and then they said, well, you know, we're going we're going to go in to the church and have an Easter egg hunt because the rabbit left Easter eggs out there. And, you know, and so. So you, and then you find out that there is no rabbit, and you know, and that Easter is really the, about the resurrection of the Lord. We're yeah. um, supposed to be anyway, and so you know you were lied to about that, and so by the time you turn to twelve or thirteen, you've been lied to about three or four times. So when your parents are telling you don't take drugs, they're bad, you know, you're like, well, you lied to me about five things before. Maybe you're wrong <laughs> about this one. It's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. so then you start, you know, you start smoking pot and, and then take cross tops or whatever they're taking nowadays. But um, so we have to be examples from the minute that they're they come out of the womb till the minute that they they leave the house and even afterwards, you know. And but God, thank thank the Lord that that Yahweh is great, is gracious. And and um, if a uh, if parents are walking in the Lord, the children will mimic that. And that's happened, you know, here. And, you know, it's, you know, the three girls are, are walking with the Lord. They have husbands that are walking with the Lord, you know. Um, and it's all because their parents were righteous parents, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, so it's cause and effect. Everything is cause and effect. You know, you do this. Um, what is it? Uh, one lady, she was mad at God because she had cancer as she's puffing on a cigarette. 
You know, and I'm like, well, there's the reason why you got cancer. You've been smoking all your life. You've been putting all those chemicals in your lungs. Um, You know, how can you blame God for that? Did he sit you down and command that you start smoking? You know, no, he didn't. You did that on your own. So don't be copping out and blaming God on that. And um, it's it's when somebody's not around, they're really easy to blame for something. You know, they really are. And um, so we we got to get out of that um, that vein of thinking, or people need to get out of it in general. Um, yeah. That you know somebody else is responsible. I used to I was brought up to think that the devil, um, not brought up, but when I first got saved, something bad happened. A demon did it. You know, well, you know, they are involved. I'm not going to deny that. But there's there's something called personal action. You know, if I do something yeah. wrong or if I'm not living by God's precepts, precepts, um, you know, I'm going to suffer the consequences. And that's all there is to it. So we need to teach kids cause and effect. We need to teach them how to obey. Um Although, I don't know, in this world, do you really want to live to a ripe old age? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The way the world's getting. But um, anyway, uh, I was looking at, you were talking about knowledge increasing. And, you know, at the end of Daniel, it talks about that. And uh, chapter 12, verse 4, Daniel's given all this information. I mean, He's seen things that basically he saw the same things that John saw. And I think that in some instances he saw John um, from the way he talks. But because um, I, I think they were in the same vision together, except at different mm-hmm. times, except it would have been at the same time because there is no time in heaven, which that'll really blow your mind. But um, anyway, um He's told, you know, shut up the words and seal the book, even till the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Well, right away, being a believer, you're thinking, well, the knowledge of God shall increase. You know, people are going to come to know the Lord and everything else. But if you look at those words in the in the Hebrew, they can go that way. Mm-hmm. But they can also mean that evil, the knowledge of evil, shall be increased. You know? Um, right. And running to and fro, you know, it's it basically means that it means to to run back and forth and spread news, to spread knowledge, and that knowledge shall be increased. So um, these things that are happening uh, with the you know nanobots and and things like that, um, it's all knowledge. Uh, there was a guy. Let's see, make sure we're okay on time. Okay. Um, his name is Standeo. There is a guy. His name is Standeo. He's still around. Um, and he's spoken Roswell several times. And uh, he claims to have worked for some of the uh, um, the covert companies that were making some of this te- um, t- technology that was back engineered from uh, UFOs. And he was talking about um, not all the UFOs you see are, are demonic. He said a lot of them are, but not all of them are. He said, he said, take, for instance, the, your, your classic triangle UFO. You'll notice how it has uh, like a light at the front and two lights, well, a light at each, at each angle. He says what those are are anti-gravity um, devices, and that's backward engineered because that's what the UFOs run on. And um, 
he said that uh, he says, you know how they'll say that a UFO will go you know, 10,000 miles an hour and then make a left-handed turn or, you know, a right angle turn. Um, he said anything that we have currently, um, if you were to do that, the people that were inside of it would, would look like um, a pile of goo <laughs> because they yeah. would hit the wall so hard and it would break everything in them. And um, he says, but because they're under a magnetic field or an anti-magnetic field, what seems to us to have it happen instantaneously in their eyes actually happens over maybe a minute. They make that turn over the period of about a minute in their reality that they're in, in the UFO. And I'm going, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. It really it does. does. Yeah. And, uh, and to be able to, um, now the ones that, that come down and, and disappear into the ground or, uh, or go into a mountain or something like that, you know, you actually have to change matter into something other than matter. And I don't think that's that we're capable of that yet. I don't think. Um, but I was doing some research one time and, and I was noticing how Peter, when he was in prison one time, he was in prison several times. Um, the one time the angel just came and got him out. Yeah. Uh, right. There's another time where the angel, you know, uncuffed him and, and the doors opened up and he walked right past the guards and everything, which is a miracle in itself. But the other time he was just one minute he was in prison, the next minute he was out. And they couldn't figure out how that happened. Well, obviously, heaven runs on a different physics than we do. Yeah. You know, God is able to do things. Uh, but, you know, if God is able to do them, so are the, so are the aliens in, in one sense. Because that might be a technology that has to do with um, a fifth or sixth dimension or something like that. And um, because we constantly hear about them going through walls, through windows, and then carrying people out through walls and windows uh, to be experimented on. And so um, so I don't know if we have attained a technology from them. And, you know, you mentioned that it's funny that you mentioned the 1950s, uh, the, how technology just took off, you know, with the space program. And then um, we went from uh, tube radios to transistors and then all the printed circuit boards and, you know, Mm -hmm. Lord knows what's in these things anymore. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, supposedly, um, and you probably know this already, but maybe some people in the audience don't, um, President Eisenhower in 1957, I think, um, had a meeting with these beings, which I think are fallen angels. And... Um, a, they basically dictated to him that this is the way it's going to be. Um, we're going to give you technology and you're going to let us take some people to experiment on. And it got out of hand, of course, because they took way too many people, way too many more people than they said they were going to take. But we still got the technology. And um, so basically talk about making a deal with the devil. Yeah. Um, but um so, but that was like into late fifties, and you know, then we're you know you get into the sixties when we're building rockets, and then in the sixty nine going to the moon, um, and and the computer technology is totally amazing. They they say that this little cell phone that I've got here has yeah. has 
it's more powerful than the computer that was on the lunar module and on the Apollo capsule on their way to the moon. Um, that's amazing. Wow. It you is know? amazing. And um, Lord knows what they're going to have in the future. You know, is, are they going to be, I always kid around at work and say, you know, I'm getting tired of walking up and down those stairs. I wish we had a transporter device where we could hone in on people and then transport them downstairs right up to the unit. Yeah. (laughs) And I suggested that in in, in the suggestion box, but that didn't go very far. Uh, uh, And I'm wondering if they ever figure out who's suggesting stuff like that. But um, anyway, uh, so it's who knows what's going to happen in the years to come. I could see the Antichrist calling down fire from the sky. It'd be real easy. It'd be a hologram, but he could call down real fire from the sky. Probably, you know, yeah, Yeah, he could. Yeah. And making it so that it's going to be, have to be some tech special technology to make the image of the beast talk, because um, we know now with holograms and stuff that you could send a hologram somewhere and you could actually have it to where like Obi-Wan Kenobi standing there talking to Luke, you know, right. it's a hologram, but it's not real. So it's yeah. going to have to be some really, really, really special technology to be able to do that. And, um, cause it's going to have to be almost like something that's alive. Maybe it's AI. I don't know. Um, they may have that now, Dave, they may have that technology just waiting to bring it out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So uh, interesting days coming up ahead. Um, but uh, like you pointed out, and I'll, I'll encapsulate everything in this, is that when we're seeing things happen, we have to watch what's going on in the background. Um, you said that to me earlier. I don't know if it was online or, or before we yeah. got on here online. But um um, folks, when, when, when you see this virus going on and you see the, the, uh, the vaccine, um, let's, let's look at the peripheral because they always have us looking straight on. But if you look at the peripheral, they're doing all kinds of stuff out there that yeah, would shock are. you if you knew what they were doing. You know, um, one guy back in the fifties, I think it was said, if the American people knew what their government was doing, they'd rise up revolt in a minute. You know, I can't remember who that was, but it's an actual quote. And um, so when you see something on the news, say, okay, that's really nice. What are they really doing? And get online and start researching. Um, I actually found a Q site that's really good. I'll share it with you, Brian. I think I did already. And um, it's got a lot of interesting stuff in it. And it's it's got up to date. uh, supposed suicides and, and everything else of uh, people that uh, go against the system and um, unfortunate for them. Hopefully they know the Lord before that happens. But um, I see we're coming up against our, our two hours, Brian, and, and I know you got to go to work tomorrow. I can sleep in. I don't mean to rub that in or anything, but it's <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> But um, I don't I don't want to keep you up past any time that you might be able to get some decent sleep. So and um, uh, I just want to thank you because it's been a really good night. And what do we say that we might talk about next week? I already forgot. Oh, cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrencies. OK, that'd be real interesting because I own about three of them. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, just just a, I put penny, a few pennies here and a few pennies there into it. Yeah, I get it. yeah. and uh, yeah. just to see what happens. Yeah, but that's I, the big that's the big push right now: cryptocurrency, nanotechnology, uh, and oh, um, driverless cars. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a huge push for driverless cars, and just a little footnote because I, I know we're running out of time. You don't want to own a driverless car because you're not the only one that can drive it. Yep. Yep. Everything's tied to computers. Everything. Imagine so, the police. Imagine the police if they wanted to arrest you. They just take control of your car, bring you right to the precinct. <laughs> it'd be great when you got teenagers going out on dates and stuff. They're not home at the right time. You just push the button and they're coming home, you know, but. Besides that, uh, yeah, they control you. They would be able to take you right directly to the police station or to an internment camp or, or yeah. and, you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, th- that's yeah. the big push. I've been doing some studying, and that's, there's a huge push right now with all these car makers. They're getting incentives from the government to make driverless cars. And, and I, when I've, what I've read, they will be – a Probably the next five years are going to be really big thing. They'll start coming out in the next three to five years. Where more and more people are going to start owning them. In 20 years, it'll be probably half the cars on the road. In 20 years, will be driverless. Oh God, help us! Yeah, really, probably, Lord, help us. <laughs> yeah. So it's just another way of control of oh, um, um, you know, you won't fall asleep at the wheel. It'll keep you know, if you're tired, you just put it on cruise. You know. Or um, they have it now that if you drift into another lane, the car actually adjusts for you. They have that now. And that's dangerous, too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. So, But that's the driverless car. That's the kind of technology. And um, you know who's working on that a lot is um, BlackBerry. Remember the BlackBerry phones? Yeah, sure. They're actually working on that technology. Uh-huh. And, they're, and BlackBerry is really into um, – um, military hardware type of uh, programs. So they, they, they do the phone, which is not as great as it used to be, but they right. expand it into the military, into private contracting for um, computer technology to run the military equipment. Sorry like about the, the Kraken, the huh? Yeah. And yeah. so BlackBerry's big into that. Uh, GM, all the car manufacturers, Tesla, they're all racing to perfect the driverless car. Man, right oh, man. Yeah. Scary stuff ahead. Yeah, it really is. Psalm yeah. 91. Just read Psalm 91. You'll feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a good, it was a good show, Dave. It was really good. It was. It really was, Brian. And, folks, we'll be back next Monday. We're going to try to brush up on some cryptocurrency stuff. I know a little bit about it, um, but I don't know enough. So um, that'll be uh, the subject for next week's show. That's cool. We can let you know ahead of time. So, well, Brian, um, you know, Lord bless you and your family. And um, may you uh, get the rest that you so mostly deserve. (laughs) And we just pray that uh, for the next week that you and the audience and myself 
Um, we'll just be blessed by the Lord and that he'll answer our prayers and that uh, he'll keep us safe and sound, snug as a bug in a rug, like my grandfather used to say. Yeah. yeah. So. All, All right. Righty. Have a good night, audience, and you too, Dave. Have a great night. You too, Brian. God bless. God bless you too. Goodbye. Goodbye.